Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everybody, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. I'm your host again this week, Susan Vandenhuvel. I am so honored that you're here again, and I am bringing you just a really great guest this week. You're going to love her. After this episode, you're going to want to find her on the socials and just follow along because she is just amazing. You're going to love her. I am bringing on guests on the She Connects podcast that will be featured speakers at the She Rises Women's Conference in April. And yes, you heard that right. I know for the last nine events, I've had them in the fall, but this year, if you weren't aware, I moved it to the spring. So mark your calendars. If you are used to attending in the fall, in September, uh, we won't be there. So... (laughs) Uh, uh, This year, it's April 9th and 10th, and my guest this week is one of the featured speakers, Paula Ellefson, and Paula, it's just a joy to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're coming at us from? Thank you so much for having me. I've been praying for this event ever since I first spoke to you, Susan, and I am so honored that the Lord has opened up this door for me to meet you And I'm excited for all the ladies that I'm going to also get to meet um, in April. I'm Paula Ellison, like you said, and I am wife to Chris, mom to four boys from ages 12 to 22. And um, I also get to be the spiritual care supervisor at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge in Rochester. And I get to work with amazing clients and amazing staff and get to serve the Lord in full-time ministry that way. And I absolutely adore the calling that God has on my life in this season. Mm, That is so good. So good. So much to um, unwrap there. Uh, I feel like we could have uh, separate episodes and just talk about each of those things, each of those roles that you're in. Um, So we are talking about being a brave person. And if you aren't aware, that is actually the theme that God laid on my heart for this year's um, women's event is being brave. Uh, What does that look like? What does that sound like? And 
Um, and so this, this episode is really going to be focusing on that. I invited Paula on the show to, first of all, just for you to get to know who she is, um, but also to talk about Brave and, um, you know, just really wanting to encourage all of you listeners that that is how God sees you, that God created you to be brave and to be strong and to be courageous. So, you know, Paula, when you think of living as a brave person, person, what comes to mind? So first of all, we can often define words wrongly and think we understand what they are. And I want to start off by the definition of brave is someone ready to face and endure danger or pain and showing courage. And the opposite of that would be fearful. And then I thought, okay, courage, what does that mean? The Lord calls us to be courageous, and it actually means the ability to do something that frightens one or to, to show strength in the face of pain or grief. And for me, for so many years, I thought I had to feel brave, but really I have learned over the years that actually being brave is a choice. I'm not always going to feel brave, but I get to choose to be brave because I know who my God is. And I know that he is there to help me in that. Through many years, I, I, I thought I was brave, but I was really brave in inappropriate ways, honestly, ways that went against what God's word said about me. I became very prideful. Then when I met Jesus, I learned about humility. And actually my name, Paula, means little one or small. And I kind of laugh um, at that because I wasn't before I knew Jesus. I, I was um, not, it, my, I didn't live up to my name. And I have since learned that I can have humility in the face of adversity and I can still stand for what's right. I can still stand for my convictions and not be afraid to do that. Even if I, even if I'm standing alone, because oftentimes the Lord will call some of us to things where you might be the one standing alone to stand for what's right. And I just think as we stand in humility with confidence, it encourages other people to do the same. Mm, that is so good. I love that you broke that definition down and included a couple of things that just really leaped out at me was you said it's, um, it's not so much of a feeling, you know, and I know we're going to get into that here in a little mm -hmm. bit, but, and that you also... Um, that you also highlighted it, it, bravery is a combination with humility. I love that. Love, love that. So good. So good, Paula. Um, so how have you seen God stretch and grow you in this area as a mom, a wife, a friend, and a faith-filled person? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to speak as a wife. Uh, my husband and I um, have been together. We got married in 1997. We started dating in 1995. So we have significant amount of years of, of experience in our marriage. And when we were first together, because I was not operating under the authority of the Lord, I, I tried to run the ship in our marriage. And what I have since learned is that I can trust my husband and I can rest in his care. And I know not everybody experiences uh, a healthy marriage or a healthy relationship, but for me personally, 
I have seen God work miracles in my marriage as I began to trust my husband. And to me, that was scary. I struggled with trust issues and was not really able to lean into that trust. But as I did, I saw the Lord help me to be brave in releasing control in my marriage and instead to exude self-control and to honor my husband in the ways that, that I should, that the Lord calls me to, to let my husband lead. And being a woman pastor, it is not always easy to, uh, to rightly exude that trust and submission to my husband when the Lord's called me to a place of leadership as a pastor and to be in a man's world. A lot of ministry leaders are, are men and it's not always easy when you go to events and they think it's your husband that's the pastor and not you. And it took me a season or two to really understand, I don't have to prove myself. I, I get to be who God's called me to be. And my husband and I have just worked together in what that looks like. And he's been honoring in that. And that, by trusting him in that, the Lord has really helped me to be courageous that I don't have to prove anything. I, I live under God's calling and God's anointing. Um, and just honoring and respecting my husband is such a, such a big deal. Um, when I think of, um, do you want me to go into talking about bravery as a mom? Is yes, that please do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have four boys and being a mom of four boys, when I was a brand new mom, wow, they're always busy. Boys are always doing things that um, <laughs> are not necessarily safe or, or they're trying to grow into be strong men and I've had to learn that as a mom of four boys, uh, a mentor of mine many, many years ago, she said to me, Paula, if your boys are doing something that goes against what you're trying to, to teach them to be men of God, get up, correct them the first time and be consistent. And, and it will be, there'll be a reward in that. And as I would correct my boys and, and disciple them as they were growing up, not everybody agreed with mine and my husband's parenting, or they thought we were too strict or, or they didn't agree with how we were uh, having these really strict boundaries, but we took up courage and we knew that we wanted to honor the Lord in our parenting. And, and that wasn't always easy. It wasn't always easy to have um, people not agree with us in that. And I have just learned now that my boys are grown because of that consistency, taking up that courage and raising my my boys in a way that the Lord has called me to um, has helped them to be brave, them to be courageous. And that's, kind of, you know, my husband and I look at them now and they're wonderful. My boys are wonderful, but it took a lot of effort. It was exhausting, to be honest. Many days it was exhausting parenting and it's brave to get up every day and say, I can do this again. I can be mom again, even though I made mistakes yesterday, I can do things right today and start, have a fresh start today. And I made a lot of mistakes when I was a brand new mom. And uh, had to go back and apologize to my boys as they grew because I had some deep pain from my past that I had not dealt with. And I had to go back and make things right with my boys. And that took a lot of courage to admit um, mistakes that I had made. And then that rolled over into my parenting. As far as, oh, do you, have, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I feel like there's, oh, there's just so, so much in what you're saying. I, 
Okay, so I know that we're going to talk about, uh, you're going to share a little bit about being brave as a as a friend and as a faith-filled person here next. But I just have to say, uh, I love that you're sharing that, you know, sometimes being, well, not sometimes, really, it's being brave is sometimes just choosing to get up out of bed mm-hmm. and today and facing whatever is before you today. And I think that, you know, especially, you know, coming out of 2020, that has been such a difficult year uh, for so many people, uh, myself, you, uh, no one, um, no one's, you know, just went through 2020 without being impacted in some way, you know, in some way. And, and yet, I think that sometimes when we hear the word being brave, it's easy to look at someone and think they're so brave because they um, accomplished some great feat, you know, like they did something that in our human minds feels like it's just so big. But man, I love what you're saying that brave is today I'm going to get up today. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, meet my husband for coffee. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to do what I need to do. And that is being, that is being brave. Thank you so much for saying that. I, I just really think that women hearing that is going to be encouraging for them. So um, listeners, I, I just really believe that that was just encouraging in and of itself. I know it was for me. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> I'll just interject <laughs> that really quick. <laughs> <laughs> So when I look at being brave, how God has grown me and being a friend, friendships are sometimes meant for different seasons in life. Some friendships last for a lifetime. Some are for just a season. And, you know, really as relationships change or circumstances change, people have things that happen in life. God has really stretched me to be willing to say, you know, plans grow in relationships even though things might change, it's still good. It might just look different. And not every relationship was meant to meet needs that I might have. Sometimes the Lord had called me and to be in somebody's life to encourage and support them. But I've also learned that it does take courage to receive love back from other people. And I had grown kind of hard hearted before Um, I really was strong in my relationship with the Lord. And I tended to, because I struggle with trust issues also, I would keep people out and not be vulnerable. And the Lord is really teaching me that in that place of vulnerability, that's where relationships can really grow and be strong when you're right alongside the right people. So he is growing me in that area to be transparent and to also give grace and extend grace and be careful of my expectations that I might put on other on others. And he's brought so many wonderful people into my life, some for short seasons and some for longer, and just trying to really treasure and value whomever those friends might be for however long the Lord sees fit that they should be in my life. Mm, that's good. That's good. Any, any comments that you want to make about being brave just as a, as a person of faith? Yeah. <laughs> Every day you have to choose. Every day you have to choose. Um, You know, not everybody's going to agree with your faith. Not everybody's going to agree with your um, moral standards or your belief systems. And it does take courage to stand on that and and to really 
live out. It, it takes courage to live out what the word of God asks us to live out. It's a daily decision. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, so listeners have heard that you're a pastor active in ministry. How have you had to find your brave as a pastor to fulfill what God has placed you on the earth to do? You know, as a pastor in full-time ministry, being a woman in ministry, it is not, it's not easy to just be comfortable in who you are all the time when there's so many comparisons or, you know, people, you know, what compare ministries. And really that's not what God's church is about being able to be brave and confident in what God has called me to do and to be secure. in that has, I'm, it's taken years to be comfortable in that and confident in that. And if I were to be completely transparent, I'd say just this past year, I'm really standing boldly in that and not ashamed of what he's called me to. And it's taken a lot of healing, uh, being able to share with our, my, the clients that I work with here and hear their stories and heartbreaking things that they've been through in life. There's days where I have to be careful because I, you know, we, our stories are so similar. We've shared so many things that really I can relate with. And it, it takes um, that courage to still stay alongside people and, and not, not leave when, when their stories are uncomfortable, when their testimonies are uncomfortable. And what God's called me to do is such an honor. People are allowing me to be in their life and a part of the muck and the mire that God's called them out of. And it, it takes courage to sit in those uncomfortable places with mm -hmm. people. And I'm so thankful the Lord has called me to be with, with others in that. There's going to always be adversity in ministry. And I, I thought that being in a uh, full-time ministry, I was very naive when the Lord first called me. I thought it was going to be a cakewalk, to be honest, and realize that it's not. It is, there's going to be adversity. Uh, the enemy does not prefer it when we are walking out what God has called us to do. And he, he likes to let us know that, but just recognizing that God is bigger. He that is in me is greater than he that is in this world. And we can stand confidently um, in that. And, you know, there's some days as pastors, it's it, it can be tiring, just like for anybody else. And we're human, just like anybody else. And so uh, just standing confidently in, in the calling that God, God has on my life has, has raised up a courage within me. And I know it's not me, it's him within me, uh, allowing me to be brave. Yeah, so good. Uh, so would you say that that it's been something that you've grown into? Absolutely. Absolutely. I look back on different seasons of my life and I've been in ministry really since 2000, but became a pastor, started the um, schooling to become an actual um, credential pastor with the Assemblies of God in 2012. I started that process and Honestly, I wasn't ready for it, but I look back in 2000, I wasn't ready for it, but I was serving in ministry and the Lord was really growing me and he knew exactly what I needed uh, for this season of life that I'm in now. I, I couldn't always see that then. It didn't always make sense to me um, in different areas of ministry that I was serving in. Uh, I, and I think he really keeps us where we're supposed to, when we're ready for what he has planned and purpose for us, he moves us forward and he allows us to go through testing and trials and situations so that we can learn and grow in that. And I know I'm ready now on some level for where I'm at. And I know that it's a, it's a, 
it's the sanctification process. We be, we grow into it more and more as we're ready. And as he calls us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's, it takes courage to lean into that process of, you know, becoming and that, that refining and that development of character. And, you know, I mean, you and I, we know that, and probably most of the listeners can relate to that in some level that it takes courage to stick with it because, man, I mean, if we're going to be honest, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, um, (laughs) you know, if I'm going to be honest, there were days where I thought, you know, it would be easier to just kind of, you know, go do something else. (laughs) (laughs) Those would be my words too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I have heard you say that you have a heart to share the love and forgiveness of Jesus. Tell us a little bit of why that is something you're so passionate about. Uh, I can be passionate about that because I have received much love and forgiveness from him. I don't have enough time to go into all of my story, but I'm excited to share more at, at the conference. But I have, I have a uh, past where I made some choices that were very um, impactful in my life, not in a good way at the forefront of it. But I, when I was 18 years old, I had an abortion and that was in 1994. And then another one again in 1995, I was not serving the Lord at the time and was struggling with alcohol addiction in that as well. And when I was, when I accepted the Lord, I started going to church and did not understand what true genuine forgiveness and true love from Jesus, what that looked like until I saw my sin, how he saw it, my behaviors, how he saw it, the choices that I was making when I saw that he loved me, even in all of the choices that I had made, his love for me was so great. And receiving that forgiveness, uh, so overwhelming and it's freeing and it's comforting. And I want everybody else to have that same forgiveness. I think the world lies to us and says that, well, once you've done something, you're stuck there and you can't change. And, and truly, or even our own flesh says that sometimes we we don't know what to do or how to receive that love and forgiveness. And truly when we start to see things from his perspective and when he shows us how much we need him, that forgiveness and love is so overwhelming. And I want everybody else to be able to experience what I've experienced with him. It's life changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that you, you just live that out. Um, you, you, it is obvious that you are uh, passionate about that. So um, I, I just admire that in you. And uh, I just, I would just say to you that uh, watching you and listening to you and Uh, you know, just from afar and seeing that lived out on daily in your life has just spurred me on. So thank you for living that out so well. And I'm excited for uh, the women that attend She Rises to um, experience that and be spurred on in their faith as well through whatever message you're carrying in your heart for us. Um, Do you think that living as a brave person in the world is an act of faith? Uh, you know, we, we kind of touched on it earlier that, you know, we, we can't wait for our feelings to be our motivator. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about that. 
Sure. Well, when I think of faith, you know, scripture tells us that faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. And so, yeah, you know, when we think of faith and we can't see things, reason is not, uh, we try to reason things out. We got to see things first. And that's not always going to happen. Reason will always interfere with faith. That's where trusting comes in. Uh, right now, the Lord's really having me lean into trusting him completely in all things, wholeheartedly, not just half-heartedly, but wholeheartedly, which is not always easy. Uh, your, our feelings are not always going to align with being brave. It's a choice. And a lot of times hurt feelings from our past can hinder us or pull us away from being brave. And the word of God tells us to take our thoughts captive and make them obedient to the word of God. He doesn't say, take, take your feelings captive. He says, take your thoughts captive. And so in that, you know, a, a very wise uh, counseling mentor that I had many years ago, as I was going through training for that, he said, you know, Paula, the, the third word, after you say, I feel the third word always has to be a feeling word, sad, glad, mad, happy, scared. But oftentimes we confuse our thoughts with our feelings and we say, I feel like, and we're really just getting ready to share a thought or an opinion. And it brings this confusion in. And if we can't rightly identify our feelings instead of our thoughts, how do we take that captive then and make it obedient to the word of God? Being brave, you're not always going to feel it. And if you wait until you feel it, I have learned, because I've done that. I have done that. And I've missed out on things that I'm certain the Lord had for me. And I look at that now and I don't, I don't want to miss out anymore. So I'm telling myself to be brave. I'm telling myself if God's calling you to it, he's going to help you. Mm. Um, and, and it's just, again, it's an everyday decision. And that's what taking thoughts captive and making it obedient to God looks like. Does this really align with what God says about me or what he says about the things that he's calling me to? Yeah. Uh, so I just, I'm curious as I'm listening to you and knowing that you've been serving the Lord for as long as it, you have Paula today, um, understanding and have grown more in being brave and a courageous person looking back at Paula, just starting in her faith journey. What would you say to that Paula all those years ago, looking back, what would you say to her in, in this regard? Mm-hmm. You can trust the Lord. He doesn't lie. His promises do come to pass. Get out of his way. <laughs> you don't have all the answers that you, you think, you know, so much and you really do not. The closer, actually, the closer I'm getting to the Lord now, the more I'm realizing what I really do not know. Um, and to keep my eyes wide open for who he wants to bring across my path. Mm, wow. Such wisdom right there such wisdom. So good. So in your years of ministry, what have you discovered as to why people find it difficult to believe that God created him or her uh, as brave? And how would you encourage someone listening today in that regard? Yeah. Um, from my perspective, my opinion would be, I think the word rejection and the reality of rejection plays a huge part uh, for most of us, for myself included. Uh, rejection from others, rejection of God, rejection of myself, shame from my past. Uh, I think those things stir up false beliefs about ourselves, And then we assign truth value to the, this belief system that does not even agree with what God's word says. It's complete opposite of that. And I, I think that that rejection 
holds people back. We just, we, we don't believe what God says about us. We believe what the world or what other people have said or how we live in this place of shame instead of freedom. And I really think that that holds, that goes, I mean, think about way back to even Adam and Eve, or I look at Abraham, I, I look at uh, Rachel and, and the, the things that way back in Genesis, you read back in Genesis and you see lots of times where there was rejection. And how that impacted them from following what God asked of them. There, there was turmoil or there was situations that happened that could have been prevented or might not have happened if they hadn't fallen into a place of rejection. And I know I can speak personally for myself. There was so much that, that I did not uh, walk out being brave and what God had called me because of my own rejection. And I'd always have that broken record playing over and over, not good enough, never going to measure up. Or, or you're being judged, you know, all these different broken records that would play over and over. And, and, and it hindered me for too many years. And so would you, would you encourage someone today in that? What would you say to her that's listening today and just feels like, you know, she's resonating throughout this whole almost 30 minutes of us um, talking here today. And she's just really resonating with what you're saying. You know, I don't, I don't know that there's many people that don't want to be a brave person. They inside somewhere they want to be, you know, but maybe, you know, just listening to you in these last couple of minutes, they have, they've just resonated with, yeah, it's, it's rejection. It's um, shame. That's holding me back. Um, Encourage that person today. I know this sounds so simple, but the word of God truly is simple. We make it more difficult than it needs to be. And what I would say is it is your choice to choose to believe what God's word says about you and to resist what the enemy's lies are, what other people have have said about you. Instead, to dig into the word of God, you're not going to know the difference if you are not reading what his word says. It is amazing. And then to allow yourself to receive the truth of his word. I know often I would read it and not believe it, or I'd read it and say, well, that's for somebody else, but not me. Start inserting your own name in those truths and promises and what he speaks about you and, and begin to lean into it. You can be safe and rest in him. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, love that. Um, so as we wrap up our time here, you know, as I've already mentioned, um, we're at, we at She Rises, we're just so excited, so honored that you're going to be with us this year. And, um, you know, I, I look back to late summer of, of 2020 and, uh, you know, just really hearing the Lord impress upon my heart, this theme of brave. And I, you know, and praying about, you know, who should the speakers be? I, you know, I learned long ago that it's never a good thing for Susan to come up with a plan and hope the Lord will follow it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I, I really want what he wants and he knows what we need, right? He knows what, what every single one of us needs, every woman that will be there, what she needs, the message that, that she needs to hear. And I've said it, 
countless times that only God can take one message and divide it up so that everybody receives something. Uh, I'm not capable of doing that. No one person is capable of doing that. So I'm so honored that you're you're going to be with us. Really excited for all the ladies to meet you. Um, but as you have thought of and, and prayed about She Rises, um, is there anything stirring in your heart that you would share with women listening today? Yeah, a couple things. The first thing I want to encourage you in, beautiful daughter of the amazing King, I want you to know, I know it's not easy to have patience and to take up courage each and every day to wait for God to act on your behalf, but to be rest assured that he is working on your behalf, that you are beautiful beyond compare. Don't let the enemy steal from you what God has spoken over you already. Don't let the mistakes uh, from your past hold you back, but instead let, let that struggle of pressing through that to serve a purpose, uh, his purpose instead of shame's purpose or instead of rejection's purpose. Let what God has called you out to be, let that be uh, an encouragement to help you rise up and say yes to God. Mm. Woo. You better preach. I love that. That is so good. Oh, I love that. And so uh, why would you encourage women listening today to make a plan to mark that time off on their calendar? We can't do life alone. We cannot do life alone. We try to, and that's God's called us to be in fellowship. And it's important to have self-care, to be in fellowship with other like-minded women. And plus, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun and God has a divine appointment for each and every person. And he's going to call you there. Just say yes. Yes. <laughs> Just say yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Um, it was so great to have you on here and just to allow listeners to get to know you a little bit here from your heart. Um, and I am just so full of expectancy of, of the message that you're carrying and what God will speak through you to all of us. Thank you so much for allowing God to use you, um, not only uh, at She Rises, but just each and every day of your life. I know that you wear a lot of hats and you are a blessing to so many people. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I just really believe that you were blessed just as much as I am to have Paula on the show and uh, just get to hear her heart. Um, if you aren't aware, um, She Rises, uh, all of the information, details, tickets, hotel, all of the things um, can be found at sherisesmn.com. Org. Uh, the link is in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you. Um, you are invited. We have a seat set aside just for you and um, all of your girlfriends because it is fun to do things together, as Paula said. And um, hey, you know what? We're all busy. We all have full calendars, but we just really believe that something special is about to take place. And uh, I'm just really believing for an open heaven over us as we gather. And I wholeheartedly believe that when Jesus enters the room, he brings all of who he is with him. And 
it's him that we want, right? It's him that we want. So take care, have a great week, uh, stay well. And remember that you are seen, you are known, you are heard, and you are fully loved right now, just as you are right now by a God that just is, just adores you. He loves you and um, he wants you near to him. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.